Scanning. Identity authorized. Welcome to the Secret Superhero Club Podcast Network. Welcome to the Animation Station Podcast. Your home for discussions and debates about all things animation. Each week, we'll rank, review, and revel in animated shows from yesterday and today, and from around the world. So grab your acne slingshot, set your mobile suit to autopilot, and put on your mouse ears. The Animation Station Podcast begins now. Welcome to episode eight of the Animation Station podcast. I'm Gavin. I'm Josh. And we are taking this special opportunity to talk about none other than Disney's Frozen, and we have a special guest on the show today to do just that. It is my wonderful wife, Charlie. Thank you for having me. Well, thanks for being on the show. I can't wait to get started. I feel like you should make sure that the title of this podcast is why Gavin doesn't like Frozen and why <laughs> Charlie thinks he's wrong. Okay. I mean, that's probably I mean, that's how this conversation is going to go. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so if, if you haven't gathered, uh, Charlie's on the side of Frozen as being great. I'm on the side of Frozen being mm, a little overrated and not so great in some ways. Uh, I do think it's great in other ways. And I'm on the side of I'm going to be sitting in the background and carefully interjecting. <laughs> Chiming in when necessary. Yeah, because I care neither way. <laughs> awesome. So, uh, Charlie, you've done a little research, and you've looked into the origins of Frozen, and I think it'll give us a good groundwork for our little discussion here. So you want to talk a little bit about uh, what you've learned about the movie Frozen? Well, I feel like research is a far grander term that needs to be applied. Um this is a discussion that we, that me and Gavin have been having for quite some time now because... Since 2013. <laughs> since, since since the release of Frozen. Uh, I had no, I, I don't really think I had any intention of watching it. I didn't really care. I just kind of let the pipe sw mm -hmm. swim around me. You came home from the movie, sad sack about it. And I was like, wasn't it good? Didn't I mean, everyone's saying it's good. Why didn't you like it? And you kind of articulated why. It didn't really matter. And then I saw those birds... In and the, the boater hat in summer song yeah and you said oh, you would actually probably like that song and i mean truth be told i love josh gad i think he's brilliant in book of mormon mm -hmm. uh, he's got a beautiful vibrato beautiful singing voice and so i finally sat down and watched it and i remember thinking that it was very fun that it was very pretty that the music was amazing and then you have a friend named Jeff, mm -hmm. who is as much of a Disney aficionado as yourself. Indeed. And you both watched it and were um, spectacularly caustic about it. You were uh, underwhelmed, you, to say the least. And, and, and yeah, and a little angry about it. Mm -hmm. And I remember, I was somebody you know who's used to listening to you to Disney nerds <laughs> um, talk about you know the whimsy and 
the humor and the warmth of Disney movies. Mm -hmm. Being really surprised at this caustic turn on this Disney movie that I thought fell well in line. You know, and I think a lot of my uh, negative reaction to it was more a befuddlement in its popularity and the hype behind it because it was instantly a runaway smash hit and then went on to be the highest grossing animated film of all time. And I don't like Tangled. So for me, the Tangled hype, I imagine is much like Frozen hype is for you, where it just feels like everybody's talking about it and talking about how amazing it is. Right. I was really bored by it and I didn't care for the singing and I barely remember the plot. Well, the, the difference there is that Frozen has taken on an entire life of its own where Tangled never did. It, it, it persists. It, it has created, it definitely does. It has created attractions at the Disney parks. That you've loved. It has created stage shows at the or Disney parks. You've loved that part. It has created meet and greets and, you know, a short film already and a sequel already. And it persists in a way that Tangled never did. Tangled had its moment, and that moment has come and gone. And for those of us that loved Tangled, there is some sort of correlation between the two movies, and it, it makes us feel like Tangled got overshadowed by Frozen, and there may be some reasons that that's warranted, but we feel like Tangled is amazing. And, you know, for those of you who listened to our Tangled episode, you know my reasons why. I did not. And yeah, you you skipped that one. Thanks. I don't like Tangled. Thanks, honey. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I there was befuddlement at its popularity. So you know, I, I just feel like it it fell a little short for me. So do you want to talk about? Uh, well, when I was looking when I was looking into it, first of all, I did not know that it was inspired by a Hans Christian Andersen story, mm-hmm. uh, The Snow Queen, very loosely. Which then, of course, down the Wikipedia. Rabbit hole, I almost said rabbit hole, rabbit hole I went. Nice. Reading the synopsis of that story, it was like, okay, so loosely, loosely. Yeah. Like, barely even. Right. The similarities were snow. Yeah, yes. yeah. It basically there was snow a queen, and ice, and, there was and there's snow. a queen. Yes, nailed it. <laughs> and um, I didn't realize that this has been something that was in Disney realm since the late 30s. Yeah, it was an idea that Walt Disney himself had. And that, obviously that's quite some time ago. Yeah. And then at uh, various stages it would come back and they would try to do something and it would just all kind of fall apart based on not being able to make the Snow Queen a relatable character, a likable character. Mm-hmm. The characters like dissolved their chances of making this movie, which they viewed as um, having great cinematic potential. Yeah, that's what I found the most interesting part about the history is that they kept coming back to it over the years, going all the way back to 1937, and this one character is the reason they could not make it happen. Exactly. I find that really fascinating. But they could see all this potential in this ice and snow magic that was possible for them to animate. And, you know, they saw that as, oh, that could be neat, but this darn character, we can't figure out how to do it. And And that journey is fascinating to me. There's a, you know... How, how many movies would you think are based, Disney movies are based on Hans Christian Andersen's stories? Um, there's several. I get all the I'm putting you on the spot because I, I, but I feel Mermaid. like Little Mermaid, Emperor's Rapunzel, New Groove. Emperor's New Groove. Very loosely, again. Uh, I, that may be it. There's several, and then there's several Grimm's fairy tales, yes. and then there's other there's, world fairy tales. And there's, there's good material there. I can understand why they 
want to make a story out of it, but I will admit after hearing of all the struggles of people that joined on and then left, um, it is funny to me how hard they worked to make this happen and how much they wanted. I mean, I'm talking like five decades ago, I would have been like, you know what, guys? New plan. <laughs> We're going to do a different movie. This is freaking ridiculous. Yeah. Put but they in the persevered. Pan. And I feel like... Um, well, wasn't it Lasseter himself that revitalized it when he, he found saw concept art yeah. from the 30s? And he said, wow, this stuff's amazing. And I guess... It was when he took over as the head of the Disney studio when they bought Pixar. And, and I guess... That's, that's incredible. Judging from how you speak about him, once Lasseter says, hey, this is going to happen... Most powerful man in the happen. world of animation. Greatest man ever question no, mark no no but oh. he's among the titans of <laughs> animation all time absolutely i love john lasseter he is a name i should not know but do know because of your love of him. john if you're listening to the show we'd love to have you on the podcast Hi anytime hire gavin <laughs> and hire me please yeah um i'll work as your secretary <laughs> <laughs> yes we've got such a great plan going now we do um so yes all the hard work that and We've talked before, hard work does not necessarily mean that whatever the finished production is, it's just going to get a pass, you know? Mm -hmm. If I don't like the end production, then in fact, I'm even going to laugh at all the hard work you just put into it, because right. it's like, man, you have really done a lot less work. Well, and, and that's true, really, more, in animation, more than almost any other type of movie making, it sounds like to me. And this movie in particular, if they had a scene... Even if it was late in the game that they didn't think was working, they scrapped it and started over. And they were doing reanimation of scenes up to five months before the release date. And it had a couple catalysts that finally were making it gel better. Mm -hmm. One being the writing of Let It Go. Right. Where they decided, okay, well, Elsa, you know, because the Snow Queen was... Uh, kind of a baddie. Right. So they wanted to make Elsa a more sympathetic, a more vulnerable character. She's a complex character, which I love how I'm using all these like buzzwords. I, I, I don't really feel like that. I mean, it, it was a very good movie. It was a very good animated movie. Mm -hmm. There wasn't like some un, like depth I wasn't expecting that I saw from the character of Elsa. I get how you can, as an adult, sit back and talk about it. Right. But, you know, it's a means to an end, which was to create this movie. Like, I felt like about all the characters. Yeah. Including Anna and her coming-of-age story, which was another thing that was, you know, a catalyst of being made. Where it's like, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to have Anna save Elsa. And then let's write all the stuff around it that makes that happen. Right. And so for me, mm -hmm. the biggest thing, and this has come no surprise, the music. Right. Amazing music. It, it, indeed. I, I honestly think, and I've argued this many times, that the music might be the biggest reason for Frozen's success. I think the songs are incredibly well composed. They're incredibly infectious, memorable, and sing-alongable, to coin a term. And, you know, it's been proven a million times in karaoke bars for the last three years. Let It Go Journey. is a smash hit. Oh. And, well, Journey to... Uh, and Love is an Open Door, and Do You Want to Build a Snowman, and there's YouTube videos of kids all over the world singing these songs. They, they're incredibly infectious, great songs. And it, it, it makes sense because they brought in a great songwriting duo with a proven track record of success, and I they, like, they write great songs. I like Wicked. 
I like well, Wicked I'll listen too. every now and then. I, mean, I don't love it, but, but I like it. I like Wicked because of Defying Gravity. It was yeah. enough. That's the biggest reason to like Wicked. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. Popular's pretty good. Oh my god, that movie's <laughs> great. Popular. I'm just not. I'm not the world's biggest Kristen Chenoweth fan. Uh, uh, yeah, especially I think not when she's singing in her chest voice. Decidedly true. Beautiful soprano. So you know, operatic style. I'm all in. Broadway style. It's, it's gonna be a solid pass for me. <laughs> Sorry, Chief. Fine. Oklahoma. She went to school here. Yay. Um. So yeah, when her book came out, they didn't they have a Barnes and Noble signing. Uh, not at my store they didn't, but I'm sure they did. Not when I worked there, anyway. Mm-hmm. Anthony Gavin, Rapp go, came to my store. I am yeah, well aware of this. Yeah. I'm super sad that Dropping I Broadway that. names. Anyway, the music, fantastic. Now, uh, the music actually, like you said before, drove some of the story devices because it helped them understand the relationship between the two sisters, right? And it, this whole... It's so weird that the whole struggle of Frozen was making the characters relatable. Mm-hmm. That was the whole thing. Because apparently people not... believable as real relationships. I guess that's a better way to put it. Yeah. I, I don't ever think everybody needs a character to be able to relate directly to them. They just need to be able to understand how the characters are relating to each other. And sometimes that's a struggle. That's one of the reasons I struggled with this movie because I found it hard to believe that one sister absolutely shunned by another sister to the point of not even talking to her for what's probably 15 to 20 years was immediately reaccepted and fought for. And I get that blood is thicker than water and there's the family ties thing and all that. I get it. I can't relate. I have a good relationship with my brother. I'm in contact with him regularly. If he shunned me for 15 to 20 years, I don't know that I would run to his rescue in a perilous situation if you know i I mean maybe i would i don't know i'm just laughing because we've discussed before that the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb what (laughs) you know remember me telling you about that yeah no i don't that's the actual line and it basically indicates that the friends you make yourself the family you make yourself is actually stronger than the family you're born to so that everything you said not it's invalid Oh, okay. Then I retract everything Uh, I just said. See, see, every time we've discussed it, though, it's the animation that really gets your goat. Well, that's absolutely true. My my second biggest sticking point is the character relationships and the plot, which I find disjointed. But my biggest problem with it is the animation and the art direction of this movie. Because you felt it was stiff. They were toy-like. Acceptable in Toy Story, not acceptable in Frozen. All things I've said, yes. I, you know, you, you did a lot of really great research on the background of this movie, and you uncovered a couple of really fascinating things. Oh, yeah, Michael. For me. Um, you, you determined, Giamo. you discovered that Michael Giamo, or Giamo, however yeah. you say the art director's name, had two major influences this on was hilarious his art direction of this movie. And they just so happened to be two things that I absolutely Sound of Music adore. and Black it's Narcissus. The guy that directed or the art director on sound of music and the cinematographer jack cardiff from black narcissus which those are both two of my all-time most precious and dear movies that i will always love and i love the art direction of both of those films and the cinematography and the lighting and i think they're perfect examples of filmmaking and bringing those types of effects and processes into computer graphics into cg animation 
something didn't work. So they, when I was asking you, they failed to translate in the same way, and they ended up making the film look not right. To okay. Me. So what I asked you before is. If it were hand-drawn, do you think that would have helped some of the issues you had with it? Well, if it was hand-drawn, they wouldn't have been able to light it the same way. Because lighting... You didn't like the lighting. Lighting in... Well, that's what I'm saying. They wouldn't be able to use those influences in the same way. Because it's not about the colors of the characters or the environments. It's about the color of the light that they're projecting onto those elements. And that's what changes the atmosphere and changes the physical interaction of objects in that world okay and so when when a foot is on the ground or when a hand is placed against a wall it creates a perception of either it's actually physically touching that wall or this lighting scenario looks weird and it's just overlapping okay shapes. so as an artist are you now incapable of desperately trying to not say let it let it go um, are you say not it, say it? Just no, let it I go, will not baby. do it. Let it go. Can you not just um, watch a, ma- a movie through non-artistic eyes? It's in some ways. Because I, I saw can. none of what you saw. They looked like they were in snow to me. Jewel tones, perfect. Little butter hats on birds, top notch. <laughs> Everything's great. You're seeing. Uh, I like the elements. I I don't like the coming together the element of all of, snow. of those elements. I it, it, but what you're saying is something that I can do over time. And the more that I watch this movie, the more I'm able to enjoy it. Yeah. I am to a point where I can now say I like Frozen. I do not thing. love it. And it's because of these visual problems that I have with the movie that I don't love it. Because as a lover of animation and an artist and a, uh, somebody who is interested in art history and studying and knowing that, okay. I find that it was a step back in many ways in animation for Disney because what they did prior to it and after to it is better. Did other artists out there, or I don't even know if you'll know this, do, did other artists feel the same way as you? Were there people that talked about I, the animation being a step back? Because that's kind of a bold statement. Unfortunately, I can't really give a full answer okay. to that. Being a sad artist in Oklahoma, I do not have a very broad community of artists around me sad that I know and converse with. <laughs> Shut Name up. Of a band. <laughs> <laughs> sad artist. Um, so I haven't spoken with a lot of artists specifically about it. I, I don't know what the general consensus is. There you go. Get some artists that you guys and have on Instagram. I'm purely Comment. speaking from my Great. own perspective if there are any artists out there who are listening to the podcast and want to drop your comments at anima- animation podcast animation yeah, station podcast on instagram the name of the podcast let us know we can't trust his opinion of what you think of uh the artwork in it i'm gonna go on amanda's side here i don't really care that much about the animation i think the animation is fine like it, it that's the key it's fine it's yeah, not it, great well i mean it's it, it's it, beautiful. It's, it's, it's like tangled, except four years later. So it Words. looks, yeah. So it looks better. Because uh, I mean, I disagree. No, like like I said earlier, four years of like digital animation is like the equivalent to ten years of hand drawn animation. <laughs> right, but the increase in technological capability does not correlate directly to the artistry that's that is used when using that technology. So like the effect of their hair, their hair looks more hair-like. 
but I'm not impressed. But their with foot going into the snow. Movement of I wasn't buying it. No. Their faces <laughs> and their bodies all the time. Like several times when Elsa's walking, it just looks clunky and weird. Yeah, where, you didn't like her sachet. Well, technically, she is walking in snow. Yeah, but she, the cold never bothered her anyway. So yeah, but it doesn't snow matter. is still a physical element so that you have to go through. Well, no, well, I when she was that, walking on ice, she's walking on solid ground. Well, it, it's well, just well, a ice weird is look. slick. Yeah, but she doesn't slide on the ice. She has total control. She did she once, and that is what—that's what. When did she slide on the ice? She slid on the ice, and that's what caused her to miss Anna's next jump. And then when she shot her head up, it was like oh. Anna was plummeting to her death. Yeah, so I guess she, did she shot her with there. ice. There. Or did she trip over a snow mound? Something. <laughs> I didn't. I, I didn't know, think she slid on the ice. Didn't rivet my attention that much, but. Um, Anyway, we're, we're normal was... people. No, that's what? not good. Non-artists <laughs> probably aren't going to notice these things. And you know what? I would almost wonder if when we re- if we rewatched it and you literally paused it and showed me like, do you see how his hand is leaning against this cliff covered with we, snow? We've do you done see? this test before, not with Frozen, but you you Beauty and the Beast won't necessarily see it the same way I see it. And I, and it really is in an art perspective. I'm talking Can't distilling be it down to art 101 when you're drawing a still life of a cone and a sphere and a cube sitting on a flat surface and understanding how to draw that so that it looks like it's actually resting upon a table and not just hanging off the side of a piece of paper in <laughs> space. And there's that's how I draw. There, there's shadow involved in it, both the cast shadow and the shadow upon the element itself, being the far side of the light source. And they didn't nail this, and they nailed it in Tangled. Uh, in many ways, absolutely. How is that possible? How is this possible with that many people and that much? Well, advancement? I think a lot of it is driven by the art director's attempt to bring in these saturated colors in the light, and it makes for this diffused atmosphere. And anytime you have diffused light, it it throws off direct light and direct shadows, and it creates a weird environment where it is literally it, what you do with all the art you post. Well, you know that's I'm not animating feature animations, so but it makes it I a better environment. A higher it makes it a better myself. environment for well, uh, yeah, I'm photographing artwork. a 2D drawing on a tiny little trading card. I'm not trying to create a 3D animated world in which there's supposed to be depth, you know, that's, that's a different thing. And to be fair, if the sky was overcast the entire time we watched this film, it was. when you have an overcast sky, it does have the effect of diffusing the light and creating the same thing that I do with my light box here when I'm photographing my art here at home. But that's not the case in this movie. It wasn't overcast the whole time. And if it was, you know, we wouldn't we wouldn't see this movie the same way. But so, the thing, okay, but but there was, I mean, most of the movie was Elsa, you know, going kind of psycho and mm-hmm. uh, making eternal winter over this land. Right. Um. So I mean, imagine it would be pretty overcast in her time. Situations where I think it was called for, but then they bring in these extreme colors. You know, all those colors you see glowing through the ice castle when the sun is setting and or rising, or whatever time of day it is, you know, it was yellow light, or mm-hmm. red light, right. or whatever, all that stuff, they're also washing the entire landscape in those colors when you're out in the woods, in the snow, and to me... And it just... so it refracting off of the ice wouldn't have made that? I mean, I haven't done an ex- a really big study 
Mm-hmm. I don't live in a particularly snowy place. Right. But they literally, they, like they, they literally, they sent people to Norway. They sent people to Wyoming and Canada. Yeah. They sent people to these places to study the. Yes. Su- so maybe they found out something that we don't know. Maybe well, that, that is how that it may works. Maybe, and you know, I grew up in the mountains amongst the snow, and the the lighting can be weird at times. I just felt like the overall effect was a little too all-pervasive in this movie, and it created for a strange lighting scenario the whole way through, and it took away from the believability that these characters were actually existing in this world in a physical way. Okay, Josh, you don't like Olaf. Explain yourself. Okay, that's what I'm... I was going to go in with Gavin, but here's my... What what you're saying about the lighting, I could care less. My whole thing... Can you notice it? My whole thing... No. I mean, yeah, I could care less because I do care a little bit. So technically, I could care less. Who is holding to it? Um, My problem with this movie is the characters. Like, Olaf, the only... Okay, you want to know my problem with Olaf? My problem with Olaf is... And the reason I like Tangled better, Olaf is put in there for kids. That's the only reason... Hold on, hold on, hold on. He's put in there for kids to be, like, this comic relief, even though... Anna and, uh, oh, what's his name, Kristoff, and, like, they, they've already got some comedy elements to themselves. They're funny enough as it is, but you insert Olaf just to be comedic relief for kids, and so you can sell toys. Entangled, oh, Entangled, you don't have that little bitty stupid comic relief random character that's going to sing a song. I felt the horse was that. But the horse doesn't sing a song. He doesn't have Josh Gad voicing him. When you have a voice like Josh Gad, you want to go ahead and give that man a song. If Josh Gad voiced Maximus, would you be okay with that? And and he sang a song. Yes, I would like that. So you would rather him? See that? That's my problem with it. He was funny. No, he wasn't. He was such an innocuous character. I really, I really feel like it's so cynical of you. Funny, funny lines. Watch out for my butt. Okay, so, so, okay, we put Watch Out For My Butt in there so we can have a butt reference to make little kids That's laugh. Hilarious. And me. That's hilarious. And most people watching the Disney movie, Josh. And then later he says, oh, grab a butt. Yeah, yeah again, yep. two butt things. Okay, yeah. Sven kept trying to eat his nose, That's and he hilarious. would say, oh, it's like a That's, baby unicorn. No, and his giggle, says, which I can't. Knock. Just knock. Does she not know how to knock? Why isn't she knocking? <laughs> so yeah, good. You don't need that. You, you absolutely I do. I disagree, Josh. Kane. Absolutely, no. we're we're a solid front against you on this. That's one, Josh. that's fine. You Fist guys, bump. you guys can totally Ooh. be solid. Watch out for radiation differ. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you don't yeah you don't need that. That that's that's what I'm saying. He's in there, but if you were to take him out of the movie, would it be a detriment to the movie? In every yes. sense of the way. No. Yes. In summer, absolutely. I find it to be a magnificent song, and he sings it so perfectly. Okay, that man's vibrato. What does I would he, write a letter does he to bring it. to the movie? The humor. See, okay. you didn't but find there's it. Already humor, brings... But there's already, in the, there's already humor in the movie. Right. Time out. You You're can never have too much humor. You're only looking at him as solely a comedic device. You have to remember, he is one of the things that bridges Anna and Elsa. He's one thing that they both remember. Oh my gosh, remember when we created except this that, as little kids. Except that one of them doesn't remember creating him until like 10 minutes left in the movie. Well, she sees but him. she remembers. It's an important oh, or you mean part Elsa. that they Elsa. have a I connection gotcha. between the two. It was much longer in the movie. It's yeah. an important device. She saw him and she was like, oh crap, you're alive? It's like, yeah. yeah, you can do that now, woman. 
You need yeah. to calm down your guard out front, which is named Marshmallow. I only I mean, watched it with subtitles. <laughs> that, I was that's like, that's a Marshmallow? lame name. <laughs> Agreed. Okay, we all agree on that. Marshmallow, lame name. Yeah, lame. Um, and incongruous in its design. <sighs> yeah, I don't. I don't. I actually think the same of Olaf. I don't. He's like Buzz design. Killington. He's a real He's life funny, Buzz but... Killington. Well, Mar- Marshmallow. <laughs> Marshmallow is fine because it's basically the same thing that Disney likes to do, and they like to recycle characters. <laughs> What's it recycled from? Uh, totally recycled from the uh, like the mix of the ice monster and the earth monster from Hercules. The Titans. The Titans. Oh, it does look. It did mm. look like that. Yeah, and the same thing in Tangled when they totally recycle the two, the dude from the Sword in the Stone as the Stabbington brothers. Disney yeah, likes to when do the that. Beast is I, on the I, cake I at Ariel's wedding. Where was that now? The Beast was a figure on a cake. Which movie no, was the that Beast in? was a figure in in the stack of toys that the oh, Sultan yeah, was stacking up in Aladdin. <laughs> and I was like, uh, wait, Little Mermaid came before, right? Yeah, Little Mermaid was before both of those movies. <sighs> this isn't canon. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Enough about Olaf, Josh. Yeah, thank goodness. Except yeah. he's and great. So no. He is great. And so let's talk about can we want to the... Talk about, can we talk about a real character? Can we talk sure. about Hans? Okay. He's the best ah, character in the sociopath. whole movie. Let's talk about Hans. A sociopath. He is sociopathic. Yes. He, he mimics those around him to get what he wants. Absolutely. And portrays feeling and emotion that he doesn't himself feel to manipulate the scene around him. Think about He's how, evil. How actually evil. terrifying that situation is where Anna's about to die and she's convinced, you know, oh, you know, a kiss from a true love is what's going to thaw my heart. And he leans forward to kiss her and then goes, if only someone loved you. Yeah, that's, that's perfect. perfect. My goodness. That's really, it rem- it's always... When the evil character is easily identifiable as evil, yeah, easy peasy batty. But I remember when you were like one of the most evil characters was Professor Umbridge in Harry Potter. And I didn't really think about her much uh. because she was, you know, she liked cats and had a pink, uh, you know, outfit. She looked like a librarian. But when you think about it, like it, her scarring children's hands and she, she was, was evil. evil. Yeah. But you knew she was evil from like, no, the first yes. detention. Well, and that's you why knew she was strict and she was against the students who were of a certain ilk, but you didn't know her true evilness until Except for physical later mutilation. On. I mean, that's pretty evil yeah. on kids. Yeah. Especially doesn't she do it to poor uh, that poor first year too? <laughs> He's a first year. Right. Just came over on the boat. I don't remember the details of that. Uh, but no, I, the, as far as the characters go, Anna, classic coming-of-age story. She's the character for me, though. It's I, not I think be, she's the one that brings the, the real entertainment most of the to Anna. movie. I think you're supposed to relate most to Anna. I find yeah, her I the most not. relatable, yeah. I, I feel like... What is What know, does that mean to you? Rel- to be well, able to relate to like a character? How do you she's, guys relate to this 16-year-old girl? Well, no, I mean, I, I think well, she she is. she's supposed to be the relatable one. I, I have say freckles, it. and I like dresses. <laughs> I have freckles. No. wish I did. I, I mean, by that I mean she's the character that is the most real to me and has... Under, I mean, either her or Kristoff. Like, Even I though her reactions confuse too. you. Yeah, no, she makes stupid decisions, and she makes like a like, teenage girl. I'm, I'm a person who doesn't make rash decisions where people and relationships are concerned, so I can't relate to that. But I can relate to a lot of her longings and a lot of her 
humor. I think she's hilarious. And she I'm just seems like she... a fun person. Like, like somebody I would know and somebody I might be a friend with. Not that, oh, she's like me. She's nothing like me at all. I just feel like she's a person that I could relate to. and, and Because know. she does seem like a real person. I find it, yeah. see, it's the definition of relate that that, I, and again, I think you're reading way too much into no, that. No, see, Just, you have been accusing me of splitting hairs on the definition of words lately, but it, it really is. It's important to me to understand <laughs> what people mean when they're like, "Oh, we need relatable characters," because yeah. admit it, we live in kind of a narcissistic time. So the idea that people would only go to movies where they see a little bit of themselves in it—that's yeah, no, a, I don't see myself in any of these characters. So, like so let's come up with a different word. Let's come up with a better word than relatable. Do it. Uh, yeah. oh, no, realistic works. I mean, we don't have to talk okay. rocket science. There you go. Realistic. Okay, I think she's realistic. Believable. I Believable. think she's a realistic, empty-headed 16-year-old girl who's also hilarious. And you like that about her. At, in a movie, yeah. I find it great. I, I don't rating. necessarily hang out with her who, every day. Who doesn't go but... to a movie to escape from that reality? So who's, I mean, she's entertaining. She's funny. Yeah, she is kind of cute. But I think yeah. that's mostly because Kristen Bell... Did Absolutely. kind of like she a perfect job. She brought so much to that role. She I didn't know she could sing like that. She had a beautiful voice. I agree. She sounded agree. magnificent. Absolutely. Uh, she agree. stood toe to toe with Adina Menzel. That's an impressive feat. So let's talk about Elsa. What do you think about the character of Elsa? Again, that was so, so. This was them wanting to make a vulnerable, complex character that people would find relatable, and. Um, I obviously she's I, I prefer her over Anna, but that could just because she has a better belt. <laughs> by this much, it all goes back to the it goes, it goes back to that high note. It always does. Um, I remember when you were talking to me about like you know she she's trying to protect her sister, but then she creates this monster to stand at her doorstep that almost kills her and Kristoff. Mm -hmm. Which then today though I was like yeah, but her creations do seem to take on like a life of their own. At yeah. that point, if his prime director's like, okay, just protect her in the castle, then maybe it was just kind of his own, you know, dealings where he's like, well, I'm yeah, but kill that's him. still kind of on her because if he doesn't, if she doesn't give him the everything's on of, her. Oh yeah, but don't throw them off a cliff. Then... Yeah, I mean it's kind of interesting because she, you know, she brought eternal winter to this town and then was like deuces, and then she still, even when Anna was like, hey, guess what you're doing? She was still like, no, you just need to leave me alone. And it's like, well, okay, but you need to be held accountable. Well, to for be this. fair, she didn't. She had no idea how to stop it. All she knew of her power at that point was that it could freeze things. She never had any right, but she wasn't, thought that it could unfreeze anything. But it didn't even seem like she was willing to try. Oh, I agree. Which is one of the detractors for this movie for me. Oh, see, you walked me right into. I that. did, right through the door. Ultimately, though, her vocals. Bring it all back. Uh, Make everything worth it. She killed it. I Dina think Menzel. her and Kristen both Amazing. killed it in that movie. And that's the one thing that I came home from yeah, the movie you said, theater you, well, you with go, that you'll first love day the that music. I saw it. I said, the movie, the music in this movie is great. They killed it. Yeah. But even then, a couple of those songs and a couple of the lyrics, it still took me a while to grow into. For example, uh, Love is an Open Door. Some of those... I, Toward that song. Some of those of lyrics, I agree, it definitely is, but some of those lyrics were just a little too contemporary or modern sounding that didn't seem to fit in with this tale of, you know, fantasy Norway from a bygone era. And I don't know, it just seemed a little silly. But Maybe that is present day Norway. Me because Do you know what Norway looks right now? I don't, actually. Ships it could be and just petticoats that. and yeah. talking snowmen. Brown clothing yep. and snow. Okay. And I 
But as I said earlier, you're a Norwegian expert. Everything yes. about okay. this movie has grown on me a little bit because I accept that okay, it's a kind of a zany plot with some zany elements to it, and it's a bit of a romp. And so these songs don't have to be, you know, the life-changing epic songs that I necessarily thought they might be originally. I guess they and are. So, the fact that they're a little goofy in some of the lyrics kind of works oh, because gotcha. it's you know it's a goofy character and it's a and it's a sociopath. Yeah, the harmony in "Love Is an her. Open Door" and some of the high notes oh, in "Let It Go" like the, those are the things that vocally impress me, musically impress me. Yeah, very memorable melodies too. Absolutely, um, you definitely walk away from the movie remembering most mm-hmm. of the songs. Absolutely. But yeah, as far as the character, I mean. How sad is it? Yeah, Olaf is definitely my favorite character. I'm also, Josh, you're an only child as well. Yes. Do you think that? Do you think that puts any element in it to us for us? For Elsa? No, for us and how we view the movie. Um, more than likely, just because I never thought that Elsa was likable. Like she didn't. What seem... about when she sang? I don't. I'm not talking about the singing. I'm talking about as a character herself. She's not likable to me. Because she's mean to her sister. Her sister's been trying to do be nothing but nice to her since... And her sister doesn't even know why. Like, she knows why... Like, Elsa knows why she's, you know, in this situation. Ooh. But Elsa doesn't. We might... I mean, or, sorry, Anna doesn't. You know, we, we might be part of the problem here. We might be reflecting right now why it took Disney so long. Like, we're really trying to make this more complicated than it is well that's true and i think that goes back to i it's just the way that we are really tearing mm-hmm. these characters apart and their motivations and what they're doing and why they're doing it well that may be and it, and it goes back to the simple fact that they're sisters and one of the things that we uncovered in our research is that th- in the creation of this movie once they decided to make anna elsa's sister they had what they call the Sister Summit. It's adorable. Where During they invited the research, sisters and from the all studio. Of the, yeah, all the ladies in the studio who were sisters came together and they talked about what that relationship is, what it means, what it looks like, and they created their relationship based on that summit. And I can't relate to having a sister or being a sister, obviously, but apparently they hit the mark. Because Garrett used to play with is, makeup. Garrett did play with makeup, but Shout out Garrett. I think we can all agree he's very much a he's brat. man. He's man, man. Yeah. And so whatever they did, they did it right. Because I hear over and over again from women and girls who are sisters that that's what's important about this movie for them is that they're sisters. In fact, at the expo, the D23 expo last year, I went to a panel with uh, two of the concept artists who were both females who worked on this movie and they talked at length about how this movie was the most important thing they ever worked on because it gave them a chance to express that relationship with their sister. So I, I think that they, whatever they did, they did it right. Well, and it's interesting to me, Josh, that you, Elsa's amazing singing is not enough to make you not hate her character. No, again, she's not likable. She can sing the best music in the world, but if you're not a likable person, if your personality is not likable, then I you can sit in that. You're, she honestly, if she would have sat in her room the whole entire time, 
probably would have been better. See, probably would have liked her better. That's where I differ from you. Because, if yeah, someone came up and, like, punched me in the face, but then, like, belted a high C be all forgiven so <laughs> i'm all i'm all about that high note lie so elsa yeah. elsa she was my she's all about that treadmill. treble oh, jesus uh, she's awful <laughs> all right okay so last little bit here amanda you're gonna talk or charlie or javier or whatever your name is <laughs> you're going to none neither of us are going to talk you're going to give us a no. quick brief like why you think everyone should watch Frozen. This is really putting me on the spot. I know it is. And That's the point. Everybody has probably already watched Frozen, but I thought this was an important discussion because I you did, two, I didn't watch until I like know, a couple months ago. Both of you. You said you were going to talk. I know I did. I messed it up. I, and I was, I was, I was baited. So yeah. I was baited. Um, okay. Frozen, I do think, is one of Disney's greatest movies. I think it as possibly the best soundtrack i think the music is phenomenal i think the singing is phenomenal i think they really cared about how not only the singers individually performed but how they performed together they got a lot of they, well, i got a few, a few broadway greats which really worked to their favor i found that in um looking in the history of frozen and how it came to be i was really fascinated with the longevity of this idea the fact that in the late 30s it was like hey we want to do this and now in what 2011 13. 13 we had this movie and there were a lot of people working on it and there were a lot of people doing research and there were a lot of people doing the animation there were a lot of people doing the songs and then they all kind of came together and formed this movie so yes there are flaws there are there are cracks in it but ultimately, is it funny? Is it warm? Is there a sweet message? Are the characters nice to look at? Yes, it wasn't obviously anything ugly about it. The music's amazing. That movie, Frozen's fantastic. And if you don't like it, then you're a cynical curmudgeon or an, art, <laughs> or an artist. All right. Gavin. Well, my final thoughts are... Maybe I, no attacking I, at I, the end. I do feel like it is... Still a bit overrated. I, I do like this movie. The more I watch it, the more I'm able to enjoy it. I feel like, for no lack of effort, some of the visualization of it, some of the movement, and some of the coloring and lighting falls a little short for me and falls below the bar that they had previously set and which they subsequently hit and progressed from. And the music, though, is great. The Saving music Grace. is fantastic. It's to me, it's the best element of the movie, and I, you know, there are many things I do like about this movie. I just feel that at this point, Disney is—they've set a bar for themselves that is so high, and I feel like, in many ways, it did not hit that mark. And I want them to be better in Frozen Two. I want to go frame by frame by frame let's do it because i want you to be like oh wait that smudge i thought that but it's you know what i was wrong frozen's amazing you guys should look at all 2000 individual snowflakes yes. that were created mm, yes, <laughs> yes. We'll do they that. created stuff to make this movie computer programs generators does. they're amazing that way and i can totally appreciate and respect that i just don't think that had an no, impact on this i know movie. but i think that that i know i know i know but i think that's what makes it plausible that you're wrong 
Okay. See, you're saying that these computer programs, they use physics and, and, and mathematics to, right. to make these programs, and you're saying, guys, you missed the mark. I'm saying, what if it's you, Gavin? It might be me. <laughs> I know. It might be me. I'm willing to admit that. Oh, my God. We really need to speak right. to John Lasseter. Right. Ding, ding. End of round one. We may have a round two. We don't know. It depends on if I can get up from the mat. 20 years later. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'll... Okay, that was awesome. It was great listening to you guys talk for six and a half hours about Frozen. It was wonderful. <laughs> it just wonderful. felt like it. It felt it was like eight it. hours. My knee fell asleep, Aww. which doesn't usually happen, but it did. But we are going to go into our top five next. Woohoo! Um, will you be joining us in our top five? Yeah, why not? Uh, right, we'd love it, to hear I, some it, interjections. It will be really fast because my top five princesses are all Elsa. Oh, and she spilled the beans. We're doing top five princesses. No, I didn't spill the beans. I announced it for oh. you. And she's uh. only a princess for like the first, what, 15 minutes? And she's a queen. Yeah. you know what you're saying? Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. <sighs> All right. Jeffrey, do the thingamajig. And now for another top five. Okay. Top five princesses. Not Disney princesses. Every princess. Any kind of so, princess. Anime princess. Any type of princess. <laughs> Gavin. Yeah. You get to start her off. Ooh. What's your number five? All right. My number five. I'm going all the way back to the original because I think it's important that this pr princess set the precedent, the princess precedent. So I'm picking Snow White. Okay. Boring. Oh, come on, guys. It's boring, yeah. Don't. No, it's not. The, the other side of the table right now, everybody, is just is sen sending me eye rolls and smirks. Is that computer graphics or hand drawing? Yeah, you, you wouldn't be able to tell. Yeah. My original vision was for... You know what, guys? <laughs> There's a reason she was asleep. No respect. <laughs> she wasn't asleep. <laughs> that was she the was poisoned. One. She was in a coffin at some point. Yeah, she was dead. See, I vaguely remember was that Was she movie. the one that ate an apple? Yeah. Yes. Oh. Covered in caramel. And oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The original Snow White, number five. Go, Josh. <laughs> okay. My number five, I'm going to I'm gonna be with you. I'm going to stay with Disney. I'm going to yeah. go with Rapunzel from Tangled. Mm, good go pick. Good pick. With. Her hair was not as good as Elsa's. Well, yeah, again, uh, agree. four years later... Four years later. Yeah. Hair technology. Although exactly. I still think Merida has the best hair and oh, uh, Sully has the best everywhere. fur. It's beautiful. It's fantastic. Yeah, no, you know who has the best hair? Hero has the best hair. He's got really good have hair. Hero's He's hair got really is good hair. No. I agree. I'm still I'm still in Camp Merida though. I'm going with Hero. You're right. Hero. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, number four. Wait, Olaf had those twigs. Shut up. Number oh my four. Gosh. Number four for me. Uh, we're going to get a little redundant here. My number four is none other than Rapunzel. Oh, you guys really I don't like that well. one. What? Pick it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, you do. You know you love it. I, I think her character is great. I think it's just a fun character, and I love watching her journey, and her relationship with Pascal is hilarious, and the journey that she takes with Flynn, really funny. I like her. I know that um, some people in the room here don't care for Mandy Moore or her vocals, but I thought she did a fine job. It's not the greatest. Uh... I saw her live in concert when she opened for the Backstreet Boys. Really? Yes, with her hit song Candy. Anybody? Ooh, yeah, fantastic. Yes. Was a piece of crap. No. I mean, it was, a, it was a nice little piece of pop. Song, excuse me. It was a nice little piece of pop. <sighs> All right, Josh, what do you got? My number four, we're going to shy away from disney okay 
in fact, nobody else is from Disney. On the rest of your list? Yeah. That's because you're off-center, Josh Cannon. No, I'm actually quite good. And I think you may like this one. My number four is one Princess Coriander, a.k.a. Starfire, the Princess of Tamaran from Teen Titans. Oh, wow. I I didn't recognize that until you actually said Teen Titans at the end. Starfire. It's been so long since I watched Teen Titans. But yes, I agree. It's, It's a really good pick. Not so much in Teen Titans Go, because that show's kind of crap. Yeah. But the new, I mean, the old Teen Titans, right. fantastic. She was great. Agreed. Uh, her just out there not really knowing anything about Earth culture mm-hmm. is hilarious. Yeah. Like, she drinks mustard. That's great. Because <laughs> she's like, oh, it's a delicacy. Ah. <laughs> Excellent. That's a good pick. I like, uh, I like that choice. So my number three is back with Disney. And I'm going with one of my with one of my top five Disney films. I'm going with from Robin Hood, oh, Maid Marian. I thought Pinocchio was a who princess. Who is one of the most adorable princesses. I love the love story between her and Robin Hood because they're so clearly enamored with each other. And even when they can't openly say it, their eyes sparkle when they see each other. And I just think she's so cute. And, and he's so adorable. And that's how you smolder. Oh yeah, that Robin Hood. I agree. He's he's it. got the best smolder. Flynn. Definitely. Flynn's a good-looking guy, but Robin Hood knows he's the charmer. He's he, the real charmer. He, yeah. I was about to be like, and he's trustworthy, but he, he did rob. Yeah. He yeah, was but a thief. For, he he, he robbed from crooks though. Yeah, but Flynn was smart. Man. Well, well, I guess technically so. They were both. Aladdin. They were both he was thieves. A thief too. <laughs> yeah. We love them, Disney all, thieves. All of Disney, all, a lot of Disney main characters are thieves. Flynn was a thief. Yeah, absolutely. My number three. I'm going to go to the world of anime. What? We're going to go Usagi Tsukimo, a.k.a. the one named Sailor Moon. Ooh. She is the princess of the moon. Okay. The actual blonde chick? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah, Watch you've it. been watching a lot of Sailor Moon lately. Yeah, I have been watching a lot lately, of Sailor Moon. So your rash it, do you hey, feel I like... Was trying to fit, I, I didn't want to... Do, uh, here's the thing. I didn't want to do any Disney princesses because I'm like, what's Gavin going to do? All Disney. Well, okay. he was going, what's what's Josh going to do? No Disney. Exactly. Okay. Now, see, and I told him this earlier. I said, I'm only ever going to rank my top five regardless of what I think you're going to do because I'm a purist in ranking. And I told him, if Rapunzel's in your top five, Put it in your top five. Don't worry about what's on my list. And, and that because that's a, more interesting to me. What is actually your top five? Because sometimes we overlap, sometimes we don't. And that's interesting. Well, see, and that was another thing. I find I, interesting. I had this, this discussion. I had to think of, okay, what are my favorite Disney princesses? Mm-hmm. None of them. I didn't care about any of them. Wow. She's not a princess. I feel like it's so unfair to she's, say something like she, that. She's, she's not a princess, though. You know what? Let's say that Disney princess is a title that's not defined by princess. Yeah, that's the thing. There is a line called Disney princess, and they make some stretches. Like Pocahontas is in there. Yeah, totally Disney. She's a Disney princess. I'm not saying she's a princess. She's a Disney princess, which is. But we're talking about yeah, we're talking about princesses. Yeah, we're talking about princesses. And she doesn't have a kingdom. Doesn't the guy that she ends up with isn't he a prince? No, he's just a general. Or he's a captain mm. at the beginning. Mm. I don't think I think he just becomes a general. So, I, so technically, have I haven't have seen Mulan too. Well, they, they have to have princess. the title of princess. I know, but Disney princess, like I said, it can be something completely different because they do include Mulan and Pocahontas, who are not princesses. Right. Is so Eric is a prince? Oh yeah, he's Eric's prince Eric. definitely a prince. Yeah. His name is Prince Eric. Man, he really aimed low there. 
<laughs> under the water low oh my gosh but, like but technically but, but technically ariel, ariel was a princess because trident was her dad so she was already a princess right like, she didn't water. marry into so well that's like saying oh that's like saying snow white was a princess of the land i'm just i'm just saying <laughs> underwater like you know things are different you mean down under there the sea. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm done. what's your number two game well, well wait i want to ask you a question do you feel like this pick of sailor moon is because you're just really hyped up on sailor moon right now or do you think it's legitimately your third favorite princess of all time well i also couldn't think of a lot of princesses okay i was, I was trying to you think of, so you had a desperate yeah, moment where like, you're trying to throw things in okay like, I, there are there are some people from like Adventure Time that I could have put on there. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you're kind of a crap princess. I mean, you're a princess in name. So really, again, I think this speaks to the genres that you tend to watch as opposed to what I watch. There's not as many princesses. Correct. Okay, so you awesome. said they're a princess in name, so that implies that there could be a princess in spirit, like Mulan. But again, not a real princess. In spirit. Okay, that okay then just say yes josh anybody's a princess any but anybody you that kids you you're all princes all and princesses you. All was like, you can, be a you can princess. all be that's princesses like, say, if somebody calls somebody princess mm-hmm. like even if, like if it's an anime or like yo hey princess anything mm-hmm. like that there no that, that has to be their title princess? their well, actual that's, title that's what i'm saying but their oh their goodness, titles such, aren't princesses so Okay, then, yeah, if, if somebody's just offhandedly calling somebody princess, that doesn't count, no. Again, Disney princess. Different then you shouldn't even go mention on, go it. Go on, I'm sorry. I, I'm just trying I'm to... I'm going to edit you out of everything. Okay. What are we on, number two? Number two. All right, my number two is from Pixar, and I'm going with Merida from the movie Brave. So Disney again. Pixar, but yes. So Disney again. Disney Pixar, yes. I I still think I I still think that Brave is probably their best animation, and I think Merida is one of the most beautifully realized characters they've ever created. And that hair, though, it's so amazing. I've always loved arrow shooters. And Uh, I saw it once. I thought it was garbage. I have not seen it myself. Oh my gosh, you guys are terrible. (laughs) Why did you think it was garbage? Because I worked at the theater and the kids threw things on the floor. No, this came out after I was at the theater. Thank you. Okay. I stopped working at just, there was a long, there's a large swath of movies that you hate just because they came out no, when you I worked thought, at the I theater. That I didn't like that. I hated and this movie because it was boring. Ah, oh, it's not it boring at all. So it's boring. so breathtakingly beautiful. Can you explain to me the bear mom thing? And I get really, I, I get bored. I can, I can explain it to you Do in it. like a minute yes. and you'll be bored. That's a great idea. 30 or uh, 60 second Disney movies. I think that's fantastic. I, I feel like Josh Surely it's been this. done already. Okay, here we go. But not let's, by Josh. Let's wait. And okay, here's what happens in Brave. There's this little redheaded girl, and she doesn't want to marry anybody, but her parents want to set up an arranged marriage for her, but she doesn't want to do that. So she kind of makes a wish to where her mom or dad, or I don't really care because it's a boring part of the thing, turns into a bear. And so she has to go get her mom, and then for whatever reason, her brothers also turn into bears because I think they ate a cupcake or something. Um, yeah. So her mom. So she basically she has to try and you know get her mom back, and so it's some weird story about how a mom and a daughter like love each other, which usually happens because mom and daughters tend to love each other. But you know, well, let's make a movie about it. And then at the end, the mom sacrifices herself to save the daughter from another bear, go figure. But, you know, but mom doesn't actually die, and 
they yeah i know it's crazy the mom doesn't die in a, a disney, disney movie, movie it's oh it's, it's pixar technically oh. and they all live happily ever after minute how was that was, was that really pretty close it was a horrible synopsis they, did they, i'm sorry it may have been like a tart some sort of danish maybe it was a pastry of some oh. sort yes <laughs> He, she brought the spell back in the form of it was baked into some sort of sweet good. <laughs> Can you understand how about this movie? Yeah, Why no, that was a ridiculous, a ridiculous synopsis of the movie. But hold on, was I correct? You were about seventy-five percent correct. I was correct. about seventy-five percent correct. Yeah. He's good degrees. Yeah. <laughs> I just want everybody to notice that I give Josh a lot more respect for his picks than he gives me. <laughs> And it's not because I know I about his picks or I, I like his picks, but, you know, I just try and be supportive and a good friend. And that that's all. The that's eye all. roll that you gave about the cupcake part, that I'm going to take that with me tomorrow to get me through the day. <laughs> because it was intense because it said, ah, but yeah, kind of. Yes. Okay. My and to number... be fair, uh, the dad did lose a leg. And so? Huh? Oh, wait, the cupcake. And both bears, both bears were cursed joke. humans. Both bears were cursed humans, so it wasn't just a bear. Did it, but, but was it a bear? Because he you don't lost, care. But hold you on, don't hold care. On. I'm not going to explain lost, it. Hold on, no, no. He was a bear because he lost his humanity. Because if you don't, you know, eat the thingamajig, like the potion, the tart, the if you don't eat the the get better tart within X amount of time, you turn and you lose your humanity and you turn into the animal. So technically, it was a bear society. I want to see this movie now. No, you Dang don't. It. I'm telling you, you don't want to see the movie. It's so wow. Boring. You guys are ridiculous. Now, but I do. Anyway, it is amazing. Anyway, my number two. My number two. Boo. We're talking about straight princesses, like from our last one. You drew pretty far back for this. We're gonna go son who's Princess Mononoke. Nice. I'm looking around nice. the room and just being like, kind uh, of a... uh, oh, Princess Mononoke. Well, no, she's, 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 a, she's a great princess. No, she's a great princess. She's okay. a princess of, you know, the force. <laughs> of some sort I know of... it makes she's... no sense from what I just argued yeah, it's... on my last pick, but Princess Mononoke. Do they actually refer to her as Princess Mononoke in the movie? Uh... Obashi, because it's weird. Is Mononoke does. her last name? Well, she's just the princess. What, what's Mononoke? Because her name is San. I yeah. don't remember wh where's Mononoke. What's uh, Mononoke? Mononoke? What is that mean, word? Mononoke means uh, spirit in Japanese. It doesn't you, totally yeah, doesn't mean that. Yeah, yeah, we're flinging Wait, this out. San, S-A-N? S-A-N. Are we sure that's not like San Goku no, 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 it's like San. Okay, and that's, okay. And that's, oh, I'm battling with two so, uber nerds right now. Jeez. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Do, oh, is Chi-Chi a princess? King, what's her dad's name? Uh, the, uh, the Ox King, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Oh, dang it. Okay, Gavin. Oh. Yeah? You have honorable mentions. I do. Belle. I'm with nerds. Chi-Chi. Aurora. Nala. So who's who's Aurora? Ariel. Like all of them. Tiana. Just say all of them. Anna. Can you shut up his mic? Those are my, my honorable, honorable mentions. mentions. Uh, is that it? That's, are you done? That's it, yes. Okay. My honorable mentions from about 30 seconds ago. Chi-Chi from Dragon Ball Z. We'll put true? her in there. And actually, more Dragon Ball. Really? Yeah, we can't... More Dragon Ball? I wish I don't have my girl. phone, or I'd verify that she was a princess. Well, because he's the ox king. But what does that mean? He's is the, is, is she married to him? 
That it was a Bulaxis. Then she would be a queen. Well, no, she's not married to the no, she, yeah, is she the daughter? Weirdo. Okay, well, I'm asking yeah, what the relationship please. is. She was married yeah, to she married Goku. Goku. This isn't fun anymore. <laughs> so, after Chi-Chi, we're going to go... The other only other thing from Disney was Star Butterfly from Star vs. the Forces of Evil. And then uh, decided to throw some pony love in and the three pony princesses from My Little Pony. Wow. Yeah. Hey. Princess can... Tiana... Baller. Best. She's awesome. Which she one's that? Worked. Princess and the Frog. She worked. Was she an actual princess? Once she married she Prince Naveen, yes. Okay. Prince Lazyface, but it didn't matter. Prince party all the time, party yeah, all the time. time. So, she, so that's she, how like how yeah. Aladdin became a prince? She was amazing. Yes. Amazing, and she worked, and she had nothing except her spirit and her humor and her kindness. And, and that amphibian skin. I'm telling you what, man. That movie really shocked me. Best Disney soundtrack. Oh, you best. said that earlier about Frozen. I know, and I mean both of it. Tie? It's a tie. It can't be, it can't be best. It's a it's tie. Amazing, isn't okay. It? Tie for first. <laughs> um, but yeah, it doesn't get enough love. Like I agree you, with that. You, again, it always takes one thing. So like, it was the birds and boater hats that made me watch Frozen. And it was when you it was told that me. that big tubby crocodile. Yeah, you told me, Louie. Or and alligator. Then, and then you were like, yeah, he, he wants to be in a band. So he like jumps up. And joins the band playing the trumpet, but they're all like, ooh, you know, because he's a crocodile. That's literally how you said it. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm game. I want to watch this. And that soundtrack, man. That's, that's good. That's some Nolan's flavor right there. It's beautiful. Yeah. I loved it. And her voice is very pretty. Absolutely. She's a Disney legend. Literally. She is named a Disney legend. So she's literally. Yeah. She's like literally a legend? Yeah. No, that's, yeah a, that's a title that Disney, people that work for Disney achieve, and she achieved it. Hashtag goals. They put uh, absolutely they make anime legends too. Like someone's like like if it's like an anime legend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do that too. Gavin, what's your number one? I'm afraid to say it. You should be because hold on, hold on. I have been lambasted wait, wait, wait. this entire time. No, 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 it's Princess Jasmine. Oh, is yeah, it? it is. Yeah, it absolutely it is. is. Yeah, it's my number one. This wasn't top hottest. Disney princesses. Why best. can't that be a factor? She because she, she clearly crazy. is the <laughs> hottest princess. She lived within the confines of the castle, had everything handed to her, still complained. She had a pet tiger, Gavin. I know. Princess Hashtag Tiana? goals. Princess Tiana, she had nothing. And she became everything. Yeah. That's a good princess. Much respect to Tiana. Jasmine Lane. But I like, I like Jasmine. She's like, I don't carpet ride. She's... Look, look. She's like a big brother contestant. I'm not going to get any respect (laughs) from you. So I'm just... Oh, she'd make a great bachelorette contestant. Yeah. Sorry. No, I don't think you are. No. (laughs) I've been absolutely crushed during this top five, and I may be retiring after this podcast. (laughs) Thank you both. My number one... Let's go ahead and put Gavin out of his misery. My number one is going to be from Adventure Time, Marceline the Vampire Queen. Never heard of her. That's fine. Uh, I've only heard of one of your princesses. Uh, was it Sailor Moon? No. Oh, I, I didn't know that was the name of a princess. Was I thought that was Star just the name Fire? of the show. Was it Starfire? No, it was... Was re- it Princess Mononoke? Because mm. I'm pretty sure you've heard of all of those. Oh, yeah. I've heard... No, I've only heard of... No, yeah, you're right. I've yeah. heard of three of them. <laughs> I was about to say, you should have heard yeah. of all of those. Yeah. Can you guys tell me more about this cupcake? <laughs> Anyways. Don't eat it. It'll turn you into cake. a bear. You don't want to be turned. But yeah, see, she's Marceline the Vampire Queen, mm-hmm. and I was hoping you were going to, you know, go after me. He was like, she's a queen. Interestingly enough, Walt Disney was born in the town of Marceline in Missouri. 
Anyway, so Marceline the Vampire Queen... Actually, I'm going to give that to him. I do find that fascinating. Yeah. So yeah. Marceline the Vampire Queen, her dad is actually the king of the underworld, so technically she is the princess of the underworld. So even though she is the Vampire Queen, she's technically princess of the underworld. So It's a stretch. She, in what way is that a stretch? She's already been given the title of queen. Of vampires, of yeah. which there are one well, in the show. She's a very so small her, kingdom, but nonetheless, she's a queen. Mulan. Mulan's the best. Best give it. Give us a five. Ever. Give yeah, us your five. five. Go, five. Go. Give us your oh, five. Okay. Uh, Princess Tiana. As one. Yeah. Okay. We're going backwards. Number two. Uh, Elsa. Okay. And then I'm gonna go with um. Ooh, actually, this is really difficult because I I am thinking of Disney princesses. What about Belle? You I like, like Belle. Belle. She's a reader. She's tough. She's got yeah. a good relationship with her dad. You know, yeah. gravitation. <laughs> no. There, there are a lot of princesses in that. Um, so, yeah, Belle. So, what is that, three? Do you, do you want to look at my list for some good references? Yeah, that might – well, I mean, at least references. Yeah, they're good references. Um, I'm looking at the list right now, folks, and I got nothing. I'm taking the list back now. <laughs> Sounds like a good idea. Uh, yeah, I think that about – because, I mean, when I think about Ariel, when I think about – um, Jasmine. An idiot. Yeah, I mean. What about Princess Nala? She's good. Oh, uh, Lion King. That yeah. is correct. Yeah, she, she's kind of sassafras. Yeah, she's, she's cool. She's got something. She's she's survived. She's been through stuff. She technically knows. Not, one one half on, of the only Disney a, lick. Technically not a princess. What? Technically a queen. Well, yeah, but to be a queen, you have to start out as a princess, right? But she right? never started out as a princess. She was... Unless Mufasa was her dad, then it's just weird. Nah, not on the Serengeti. <laughs> <laughs> the Serengeti's like Vegas. You can get it in the Serengeti. It was anarchy. Oh, did you hear that? Passed. He said you can get it in the Serengeti. Well, I mean, there's, there's, they, they lick each what? other and stuff. Get it. Oh, man. I'm sorry. It's that's ridiculous. Bad. I know. It's ridiculous. Um, okay, so I think, yeah, I think I've got a top three. Is Kiki yeah. a princess of delivery I don't think so. Yeah. Huh. I don't think she's a princess. I don't think she's seen that either. That's an annoying title. Nausicaa's a princess. Wait. What about Anastasia? Oh, I was going to say, I was just going to say oh, that. Anastasia. Anastasia. Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic mm -hmm. soundtrack. Best non-Dizzy soundtrack. I do like... Oh, that's not statement. true. We we Paul have already statement. defined that as the Prince of Egypt. No, I think Anastasia's soundtrack is far better than Prince of Egypt. That seen, movie was... I haven't seen Anastasia in a while. I'll have to see it's, it again. It's ridiculous. But, but what... Oh, the little... Is the little fairy thing from uh, Ferngully? She's a princess, right? No idea. I don't think so. No I idea. I also don't care because it's Ferngully. Ferngully was fantastic. No, there's the bad. Batty. Is that Robin Williams? It was Robin Williams. It was, Williams. was yeah. The late great. song and everything. Of course he did. He's actually a really good singer. I agree. There we go. We ended all right, let's end on a positive note here. We ended on, we all agree that Robin, Robin Williams, Williams was a good singer. singer. Yes. Okay, it's a good note. I like how we said we agreed and we said two different things. <laughs> exactly. I go, he... Was a good singer, or was it decent? You decent. Singer? I'm like, he's a good singer. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I think that's. How about he's an okay singer? Yeah, Robin Williams was, was a an good okay singer. singer. I thought we were going okay. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> All right. So, where can everybody find our wonderful guest, 
Amanda, Charlie, Javier, Audison. No, 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 you don't want to do that. My Instagram is skincare and cats. That's it. Just skincare and fat cats. She's always the first like on all my posts, so if you want to follow her, she's there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you tag me, and we do hang out quite often. Yeah, pretty much daily. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you can find me at Instagram and Twitter at Gavin Audison Art. Where can they find you, Josh? You can find me at Josh L. Kane on both of them. Excellent. And you can follow us at the Animation Station Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Before we go, guys, we have one more thing to do. It's time to announce the winner of our very first giveaway. Almost forgot that we were going to do a giveaway. (laughs) Well, we did. And a lot of you guys interacted with us. Uh, Your challenge was to uh, comment on the post for the last episode where we talked about Princess Mononoke and tell us what your favorite animated animal sidekick was. We've got a lot of people responding to that, so that was exciting to hear from all of you and hear all the different perspectives. Thanks, everybody, that commented and shared the status. Yeah, absolutely. And also, uh, a couple of people... And I guess participated. That probably would have been the easier thing to say, yeah, but I didn't well, do it. You, you complicate things, Josh. Yeah, I know. So, and then a few people um, got bonus entries because they listened to the episode and they followed our explicit instructions. So we had a pretty good turnout, I think, for our first giveaway. And without further ado, the winner of the Pop Funko Zero figure from Nightmare Before Christmas. I was going to say Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> no, from Nightmare Before Christmas. And also a original trading card that I'm going to draw of your favorite animated animal sidekick. The gasp. The winner is from Instagram at... Kermit Kid Seven. That's my boy right there. Yeah, congratulations! And make sure that you message, direct message, Animation Station Podcast, and tell us what your address is, and we will mail you your prize package. Now, keep in mind that Josh and I are both moving this week, so it may take a little bit of time for us to pop it in the mail, but you will get your prize. Yeah, don't expect it by Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. This is going to be a busy week for us, but congratulations. Woo-hoo! Thank you for listening to the Animation Station Podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Animation Station Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Animate Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And join the conversation at SecretSuperheroClub.com, where you can connect with our podcast friends, Cloud City Cast, Getting Into Comics, and Sean of the Gathering. 